This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing co-host and producer, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How are you today? Magniculous. What is that? I am magnificently, ridiculously magnificent. <laughs> With <laughs> ridiculously magnificent. Ridiculous. Yes. Two for sides. sure. Yes. Well, you look beautiful today. <laughs> Thanks. I am but your reflection. Well, we've got an amazing show lined up for everybody today. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to be taking everybody through the talk that I did at the recent Paleo FX event yes. in Austin, Texas. Because I was so sad we didn't get to go with you. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently. You felt that. Have you seen that little kid that was going around on the Internet? It's like, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Half to death. <laughs> My little three-year-old son does amazing uh-huh. impersonation because it's the timing. Half to death. Yes. Watching the Powerball. <laughs> anyway, so uh-huh. apparently it was really well received <laughs> right. at the event and amazing people mm-hmm. coming up. You know, people traveled in groups actually to come to the event and just saying that it was the best talk of the event. I'm not putting words in. I mean, in the it other was a quote mouths, you heard somewhere, you know? right? But it's just the information is truly valuable. It's just like the question might arise for people, you know, how does productivity relate to these paleo kind of structures exactly you know and so my talk was actually titled booster productivity with smart paleo principles oh man right say that three times fast and (laughs) the reality of the situation is you know we're dealing with so much today you know and i'm just gonna ask you have you ever and just everybody yeah i'm asking you guys have you ever had a situation where you're like i'm just gonna check my email for a minute (laughs) yes I'm just going to check Instagram for a minute. Mm-hmm. And down I'm just the bunny check, trail we go. <laughs> I'm just going to check Twitter for a minute. That's all. I'm just going to hop on Facebook for a minute. That's it. And then an hour or two later, you find yourself sucked into a time warp. Submerged. And you've fallen into the internet rabbit hole. Yes. Right? Where time disappears. <laughs> and then it's just like, you know, I was supposed to do all this stuff. What mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, today we've got information overload we've got so much coming at us social media 24 7 access to us whereas we evolved in very different structure Mm -hmm. you know to where we definitely had time where we were alone with our thoughts (laughs) but also just able to fulfill our duties Mm -hmm. for our community you know so today we're really going to dive in deep and what i'm actually going to share is the number one thing you need to do starting now to radically improve your productivity yes how to get more work done by working less, okay? How to get more work done by working less. How to wire your brain to put highly productive activities on automatic. How to utilize a simple principle your ancestors used to instantly take the turmoil out of your work. What differences and similarities you and your paleo ancestors have in common when it comes to stress. And how to line up your nutrition in order to increase productivity, enhance your focus, and have far more energy throughout the day. Man. So it's a lot of stuff to deliver on. We're going to dive in deep. But first, let's give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Onnit.com. Onnit has got it. Doggone it. Head over to <laughs> Onnit.com forward slash model. That's Onnit forward slash model for 10% off all of your health and human performance supplements. These are things that I use on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. things that are part of my own health strategy. Hemp force protein. Absolutely. The most bioavailable protein is going to be found in hemp, edestin, albumin, you know, these soft globular proteins that are very, very digestible by the human body. 
and just look into the research yourself and also do yourself a favor and just test out the mm-hmm. M4s. I guarantee mm-hmm. it's going to be the best tasting and feeling protein that you've had. It's going to be hard to go back to the standard way. <laughs> no way. W-A-Y and W-H-E-Y. See those? Mm-hmm. I, anyway, good. so good. it's going to be hard to go backwards, you know, especially when you see how good you feel. Mm-hmm. And the, here's one of the interesting things is that it's very satiating, mm-hmm. you know, and what that tells you is that it's doing something to activate leptin, you know, so the satiety hormone in your body, which is really fascinating. It's probably attributed to the fact that it's also dense in phytonutrients vitamins, minerals, all that good stuff because there's actual whole hemp seeds in there as well mm-hmm. to get some of the great omega-3 fatty acids. Basically, it's a real food, but then the hemp protein itself is like a cake. you know. So the oil is pressed out and you've got this leftover dense protein cake. And right? so we get our cake and eat it too. <laughs> we get our cake and eat it too. So, I'm sorry, you got <laughs> way, way. Give me some cake. I think it's lovely. <laughs> have your cake and eat it too. It's a both and world. It we is. can have both. We can. And it's so, a hair it's my household staple. I mean, yeah. we're daily, our whole family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Great stuff. So hemp force protein, one of my favorites. Also, the Shroom Tech Sport. Mm-hmm. Shroom Tech Sport, that's my pre workout supplements. I, I just used it yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna take about one capsule per fifty pounds of body weight. And this is Based on cordyceps mushroom, huge amount of research showing its efficacy for improving your insulin sensitivity, improving the oxygenation of your blood, mm-hmm. right? So basically, you're just, everything is flowing better. Right. So this is a Maximized. natural, calm, yes. balanced energy instead of like a, quote, energy drink, mm-hmm. right? Or these some of these pre-workout supplements that are just loaded with caffeine that kind of get you like right. totally freaked out. Right. And you're tingling, you know, <laughs> uh, which, you know. Some of that stuff works, you know, it but it just depends right. on what you want and how you mm-hmm. want to feel. So, oh, and shouts out to the college students that said it's helping them with exams. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've been getting that great feedback as well. Yeah. And so, again, these are things that I use myself and I highly recommend them. So head over to onit.com forward slash model for 10% off. Now let's get into the iTunes review of the week. Another five-star rating from One Grateful Mama. I appreciate that. Sean and Jade, you are changing my life one podcast at a time. I feel like I struck gold when I happened upon your podcast. The love, enthusiasm, and commitment you bring to your show is invigorating. Thank you for taking the time to help me navigate the sometimes overwhelming world of health and fitness. Since listening to your podcast, I feel more alive and healthy than I ever have. You inspire me to make healthy decisions on a daily basis and help others do the same. With love and gratitude, one grateful mama. And let me just say, make that two. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so good. I like that. Thank you so much for leaving that review. And shout out to all the moms out there. Whoop, whoop. Uh, truly appreciate you. And this is the power of this type of medium is that this information, these strategies, these insights are filtering their way into the lives of our children. Yeah, they are. You know, how powerful is that? Changing you know? generations, mister. So now let's go ahead and get into the topic of the day. Today we're talking about how to instantly boost your productivity using smart paleo principles. We'll take right? it. Right. And here's again, I already mentioned some of this, you know, when we go down the internet rabbit hole, just saying, you know, I'm going to hop on Facebook. Well, let me say, I do go look up paleo recipes, you know, (laughs) but I do. This is a a different type of paleo recipe, but the reality is we are living at a time where we're considered the most Mm overcommunicated society in the history of the world. Right. And our stresses are actually different and similar with our ancestors, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But we have so much coming at us. Everybody has a lot going on. So no matter if you're running your own business 
or if you have any type of little entrepreneurial ventures on the side, or you're just wanting to accomplish more in your life, you know that there's so much more that you can do, be, and have, and you want to take things to the next level. This stuff is going to be valuable because, again, we've got so much coming at us, and we're finding ourselves oftentimes kind of being sucked away, you know, Mm -hmm. our most non-renewable resource, which is our time. Yeah. So today is all about how do we leverage time? How do we actually create conditions where time is working for us and not against us? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. And by the way, guys, if you want to get your hands on my productivity checklist and also the video from today's show, along with the slides, Head over to themodelhealthshow.com forward slash productive. Okay, it's themodelhealthshow.com forward slash productive. And you can get my productivity checklist. And also you're going to get the video and slides along with today's episode. So I want to start with something, you know, we've heard before that the truth hurts. <laughs> yes, I don't believe have. it has to hurt necessarily, <laughs> well, yeah. but it can sting a little bit. It can sting a little bit. <laughs> and here's a, a, bite. a wonderful quote about this stress about time from the philosopher and stoic Seneca. And he said, it is not that we have a short time to live, but that we waste a lot of it. Life is long enough and a sufficiently generous amount has been given to us for the highest achievements if it were all well invested. But when it is wasted in heedless luxury and spent on no good activity, we are forced at last by death's final constraint to realize it has passed away before we knew it was passing. So it is, we are not given a short life, but we make it short. And we are not ill-supplied, but wasteful of it. Hmm. Life is long if you know how to use it. Wow. Right? The truth kind of stinks. Yeah, it's got to So that's what today is really about, is learning how to use that time that we have. And it starts with the number one thing that you need to do starting right now to radically increase your productivity. And this is a principle known as specialization okay specialization and this is something that our ancestors our paleolithic ancestors and beyond had going for them automatically you know where you've got one job one thing one duty to do at a time and oftentimes the successful execution of that job could mean the health or the death of your tribe so you need to be on point you need to be able to focus and to get this job done Mm -hmm. today have you seen how many tabs are open on my wife's computer? On your computer too? Okay, see. We've got 40 things going on at one time. The focus is not there. It's, you know, we tell ourselves mm-hmm. that it's there, but just by having those tabs open, there's parts of your brain that still know that there's work to be done there mm-hmm. instead of being able to focus. So that's really where rule number one is going to come into play. Rule number one is focus. And today we're going to talk about how to become a focus ninja. All right, a focus ninja. What you call me? Shinobi. <laughs> Shout out to those who played Sega Genesis. <laughs> oh, so gosh. to become a focus ninja, there's three main aspects. And number one is to utilize the way the brain is wired up, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about all these. Number two is chunking. Chunking. Okay, chunking. And number three is utilize the power of myelin. All right. So we're going to start there because people are probably wondering, what is myelin? Well, Mm -hmm. myelin is essentially the fatty material that coats, protects, and insulates nerves, enabling them to quickly conduct impulses between the brain and different parts of the body. Said differently, the myelin is the insulation around your nerve transmission. Okay, so everything that you do, every time you repeat an activity, that myelin grows, Mm -hmm. okay? It becomes denser and more powerful. And this is the difference between 
somebody being able to do a job at two miles an hour versus somebody doing the same thing at 200 miles an hour with the same effectiveness. This is the difference between someone just picking up a golf club and Tiger Woods, right? (laughs) Well, maybe not Tiger right now. You know, he's got some issues. But, you know, but still that nerve pathway is just Mm -hmm. automatic. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to think about it. You just execute. And so by you repeating certain activities of focus, which is what we're talking about right now, you're going to create that pathway to where it's automatic. Right now, you automatically are unfocused, right? <laughs> yeah. and so I call it multitask. Right. And so there's research indicating <laughs> that multitasking, quote, multitasking mm-hmm. is about as effective as doing your work while high on marijuana. Oh, wow. Right. Well, well, some people can write some good songs. I was going to say, you know, you heard Bob Marley, right? What is love? So anyways, but this is in all seriousness, Mm -hmm. you know, your ability to execute and to get stuff done is going to be depressed. Sure. Period. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're trying to multitask because you're not utilizing the way that your brain is wired up, Mm -hmm. which is successful execution of one task at a time. Now, are you saying that because you're a guy? Absolutely not. This is the way the brain works. And female brains are different for Mm -hmm. sure. And there's more capacity for that. Definitely. But at the same time, you're still not utilizing your gifts mm-hmm. and talents. And you know this because I also know. We've been working on that, it's so. going to stress you out too. It does. Just knowing like I've got all these windows open. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to close the windows, but also it's a great gift for those people out there who have that quote busy mind, mm-hmm. right? Where just always got, especially when you're going to sleep, you're just, and this is quote, you know, you go to bed. My bed is this wonderful place that I go to remember everything I was supposed <laughs> to do today. And you've got that <laughs> busy mind going, but yeah. you want to be able to understand, first of all, that it's a great gift mm-hmm. because you're able to assimilate to at least some degree all the data coming at you. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. But you want to be able to close those windows and have one to focus on. Yeah. You know, and so at sleep time, for example, that is closing the windows and focusing on one thing, which is sleep. Yeah. You know, so it's not about not having thoughts. Sure. But this is about being able to utilize the way your brain is wired up. So I've been trying to make it more mindful about each task so mm-hmm. that not necessarily on a skilled thing, you know, and making those things automatic, but being mindful of each thing, even now so much to being in the car, driving from one place to mm, the next. Right. And that would be where I'd find myself most busy. But that's the worst and last place you want to be. Yeah. Too occupied in your mind is on the road. Yeah. So I have true. been and I think that this is really a good time to talk about this and that you're bringing this up is being more mindful about the things that we're doing. You know, what's so interesting. You know, we had Prince E yes. on the show, Prince EA, mm-hmm. and we'll put a link to that episode. But he talked answer. about mindfulness. Yes, he did. And uh, a wonderful author and teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh. OK. Mm-hmm. And wonderful meditation practices incorporating mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's so interesting is that right now, as you're listening, a lot of people are actually listening right now in your car. Mm -hmm. And that is super powerful because what that does is it closes a lot of windows and you're focused on driving and Mm -hmm. listening to the podcast, Mm -hmm. which is powerful because, again, you're utilizing the way your brain is more wired up. Where for a lot of us, if we're driving, we've got all this random stuff going on in our head. And sometimes it's okay to just unplug and to process things. But at the same time, it can be a little bit too much. We can get frustrated. We can get anxious. Yes. We can get overloaded. Just even thinking about all this stuff. And this is what we're going to, we're going to come back and talk about that in just a moment. But being more mindful and utilizing simple strategies is like, let me listen to something that is educating me. Mm -hmm. That is fun. You know, that I really want to learn about. And that's a direct way to start to activate the power of your mind and also create more dense myelin as well. That's good. So what this really boils down to is creating the habit of focus And I shared during the talk, 
this quote that we shared on a recent episode when we talked about the day in the life of me, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it was from Samuel Johnson and it says, the chains of habit are generally too small to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. Okay. That's the one. And this speaks to the fact of, it's not just we creating a new healthy habit, you know, a positive habit, but understanding that when you create a habit, this is why it can be very difficult for uh, people to break a so-called mm-hmm. bad habit, mm-hmm. you know, the habit of smoking yeah. or, or drinking or of not being productive. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult because you've created that myelination and it's automatic. So here's a really important understanding is that myelin doesn't necessarily work where that bridge or that highway gets closed down. You've got to learn to create a new, stronger, super highway that trumps the activity of the other one. Mm-hmm. So here's how we're going to do it. Right now, we're going to talk about strengthening your brain power seriously. This isn't just airy-fairy conjecture. We're going to make your brain <laughs> superhuman. You know, you, We're going to pump you up. <laughs> you up. <laughs> Get down. <laughs> what are you doing? Pumping my brain. Okay, oh, so strengthen your brain power seriously. All right. So number one is chunking slash mini specialization. So we talked about specialization. And here's a strategy for this is chunking. And this is a real game changer. All right. And the slide I used to kind of educate, you know, edutainment is I put a picture of Chunk from the Goonies. Do you remember him? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Right? And and it says, get down with the Chunk. Get down with with the Chunk. chunk. You remember he had to dance at the very beginning of the movie, lift his shirt up, and he was like shaking his (laughs) little chubby belly. Oh, gosh. So get down with the Chunk. And what this means is to segment your time in concentrated blocks of similar work. Okay? Segment your time in concentrated blocks of similar work. So if your job entails any type of data entry, you just do all that at one time. Mm-hmm. All right. Instead of doing the data entry, then the scheduling, then jumping back to email, then going back to data entry and being all over the place. So uh, so this could be if you have writing that is required of you, you do that all at one time, completing related work tasks like paperwork at one time, making business calls, you chunk it and you do it all at one time mm-hmm. and you actually get into a flow. Um, emails, you do it all at one time, blocked off specifically for that task. Because I know one of the things that was a bad habit of mine was jumping back and forth to email and then social messages and all this stuff. And I just found that it just kept taking me off track from Mm -hmm. completing the tasks that I wanted to get done. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of strategies you can use here for chunking. Uh, one is called the Pomodoro technique. Mm. Okay. And I believe that means tomato or something like that. (laughs) But this principle is basically, uh, you set a timer and you work for 25 minute concentrated blocks and then you take a small break, which could be five minutes. Right. So that's one strategy. I I personally utilize a 90 minute strategy of Mm -hmm. concentrated work. And so, and this can be, by the way, you can do the chunking via day itself, like hours of the day or chunking via the entire week. And that's what the strategy that I use and that I shared on that past episode, which we'll put in the show notes. So on Mondays, it's dedicated only to research. Mm-hmm. That's what I do during that day. Notes, you know, structure, outlines. I'll do that kind of stuff on Mondays. And that's all that I do. Unless, I mean, of course, some stuff will come up from time to time. But the majority of it is going to be done. Monday is going to be research day and outlines. Mm-hmm. And that enables me for Tuesday, which is my writing day. It's blocked off for writing. And I can utilize... Because back in the day, you know, writing books, also just creating, you know, maybe it's a guest post for another website or something, an article for a magazine or something like that. I would be bouncing back and forth doing research and writing 
and it was just very inefficient. It would take me five hours to create one post where now it could take me an hour or two. Nice. You know, because I've got it already done because I did the research beforehand, Mm -hmm. right? Wednesday is dedicated to the Model Health Show, you know, so recording this show, you Mm -hmm. know, oftentimes we'll get two episodes done. And also this is the time when I go and proactively engage with everybody out on social media, which... I'm new to the game and it's a lot, you yes. know, but I'm, I'm blocking off time to just go and do that to answer questions, uh, especially the comments over on the on the blog. Mm-hmm. So the ones below this particular episode, if comments. you leave me a comment there or yes. a question, I'll definitely get back to you today. You're very good about that. You know, mm-hmm. so especially when the show first launches, I'll be right there to, to connect with everybody. So that's how I chunk. Mm-hmm. I chunk via days of the week. Right. Right. But you could chunk. Just during the day, you know, maybe I from have to do it that way. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. is the time for your writing, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe 10 to or 10, 15 to 11, 15 or 11, 30 is emails. Mm-hmm. That's all you do. So chunk your time. And right. I promise you. So people often probably wondered a little bit like it sounds like you're working like seven hours a day, mm-hmm. Sean. And 14 and how are jobs. You <laughs> you got three jobs. You got three jobs, man. You got so much going on. Mm-hmm. How are you able to do this? Because and my ask days me that too a lot. Yeah. yeah. My days used to be twelve hour days. Mm-hmm. You know, ten to twelve hour days of work to execute and to help to be of service and to give my gifts. Sure. You know? But now I'm doing that same amount of work in seven hours in because time. I'm chunking. Mm-hmm. Right? I'd have to say that I didn't do it formally, but I guess out of survival, mm. it turned out that way. It was kind of a, a hybrid of both. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays are production days for me where I'm actually in and editing. Mm. And with, of course, Wednesdays uh, are you and I in recording. But then my days are still 10 to 2 are those windows to actually capture. Mm. And that's all I got. And after two, it's on to go ahead and get the kids from school. And then the rest of that is anybody's business. (laughs) From homework to dinner, you know, I sign off with, it's time to get dinner on the table and do homework where I'm able Mm -hmm. and put a couple of steps in front of one another to get some movement on my bones. And that's, uh, but it it just kind of, the only way it did manifest and it did make things a lot less stressful and certainly more productive. Yes. Mm -hmm. We got to be like focus, like Smeagol on the ring. (laughs) All right. Focus gives it to us. (laughs) Gives it to us. Gives it to us. Too good. You got to say, give the precious. My precious. (laughs) Silly habits. Productive habits. You know that guy is a genus. Genus. A genus. <laughs> he's a is genius. he a type of plant or? I know, right? An Which animal. Genus? <laughs> you know, he's a genius. The fellow that played that character, he okay. did King Kong too. Smeagol, aka yes. Gollum. Yeah. Shout out what to Lord name? of the Rings fans. I have it's to all right. Him. Let's move on. Let's I move know. on. Don't get Shout out to his genius. Focus. <laughs> right. Focus. Look at perfect. <laughs> We're getting too focused. Wait a minute. I got to get it. Yes, yes. All right. So let's move on. So strengthen your brain seriously. Number one was chunking. Mm-hmm. The next one here is visualization. Okay. So much research indicating how powerful this inner technology is. And a lot of us are not utilizing it or we're utilizing it unconsciously and disempowered because we're visualizing a lot of poor scenarios, mm-hmm. right? How and everything could go wrong. So what's said, and by the way, so with all the stuff we've been talking about, it's not practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. It's practice makes permanent, okay? Because myelin is getting laid down when you repeat any actions. And here's the powerful thing about 
the visualization is that your brain, parts of your brain don't realize the difference between you actively doing this out in the world and you seeing it done in your Mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. So you're strengthening that connection just by thinking about uh, that activity. You know, so if you're seeing yourself getting more skilled and talented in the arena of speaking or writing things that people are really enjoying or just seeing the successful completion of whatever it might be for you, you're helping to strengthen that connection. So visualizing your day and visualizing your life experience are extremely powerful and valuable. And this isn't like, again, just, you know, (laughs) it's crazy stuff. This is proven hard science. It's effectiveness as in the realm of athletics, oh, all yeah. the way to in the realm of being in the operating room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Proven to be highly effective. So that's another thing to utilize to strengthen your brain power is to practice visualization on a daily basis. Just five minutes what, can make uh, a huge difference. Sure can. Remind me of what uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey was saying and how she would right. picture herself going over the trees mm-hmm. for See her the long tops job. of the trees. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's incredible. I love it. And so that's number two here on strengthening your brain power. Uh, number three is repetition, okay? <laughs> yeah. Repetition. And the brain and the myelin is really working like any muscle in your body, you know? The more you use it, the more you're building that muscle. And repetition is incredibly powerful and effective. So, and the question I pose to you is, you know, when you're doing that chest press, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> and, and you're doing a set of 10, when do you actually get the most bang for your buck? At 13. 13, right. Number 13 (laughs) is when you actually are getting the most change Mm -hmm. beyond what's comfortable, beyond what you think you can do, beyond when everything is kind of starting to shut down and you go just a little bit further, right? So that repetition really helps to hardwire all the stuff we've been talking about. And you want to use as many consistent factors as possible in your life. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about that. And this can be just in the way you set up your desk, you know, this can be in the way that you start your day with morning routines, like we talked about on this previous episode as well, uh, A Day in the Life of Myself, mm-hmm. and also a wonderful episode with Hal Elrod, Yes, you know, talking is. about the miracle morning. So you want to use as many consistent factors as possible, because again, you're just wiring yourself to be a certain way, and you're going to get to a place to where it's going to feel weird or even wrong if you're not doing the things that really empower you. Exactly. Okay. And the last thing here in strengthening your brain power seriously is something I call OTD, okay? <laughs> OTD, own the day. Nice. Okay? Own the day. Not OCD. Not OCD. <laughs> so what this really means is each and every day you have the opportunity to get better, you know, even a half of a percent better. And so you really want to take advantage of each day. And uh, right when we started the show, we are talking with our brilliant camera guy and mm-hmm, film editor, extraordinaire Mm -hmm. and just understanding every day above ground is a good day right i believe that's norman vincent peel Mm -hmm. you know and so we're already winning you've got such a great opportunity to just get a little bit better so really own the day take it by the horns and really do something with it and for me that's going to look like you know somebody i'm very very focused on growth you know it's probably my highest need Mm -hmm. like we all have these kind of human needs And Tony Robbins actually talks about this, you know, the needs of the person, you know, so we all have needs for certainty. Mm -hmm. Okay. We all have needs for uncertainty or variety. We all have needs for significance, Mm -hmm. feeling like we matter. We all have needs for love, Mm -hmm. which many of us, we settle for connection in our world today. So love and connection. And those are kind of the needs of the person, but the needs of the spirit are growth. And the other one is contribution. And I'm really driven by growth. 
uh, each day, if I don't feel like I at least progressed a little bit and gotten a little bit better, I feel like I failed, mm. you know, and I don't even use the word failure very lightly. Even when I use the word failure, it's more so there's no excuse involved. You know, I didn't execute. Right. And I'm just going to use that as a launching pad to do better tomorrow. Wow. Right. And I'm driven by contribution. Yeah. That's Definitely so, I see where our, yeah, our synergy is exactly, again, very well matched uh, for us as a team yeah. and partners in this program is yeah. that both of those things will address yeah. our broader. And we all have all of them, but, mm-hmm. but generally big. two are going to really drive yeah. you. You know, so it's just even That's finding out, starting to investigate what's your motivating force? What are your driving forces in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, so owning the day, you know, taking advantage of this opportunity, getting up and making something po- positive happen and just understanding just a small victory can mean the world. Right. All right. Yeah. So now we're going to move on. So that was rule number one was really talking about focus. And now we're going to move on to rule number two, which is leisure and recovery, mm-hmm. leisure and recovery. How does this help with productivity, Right, you know? Well, here's how. The ancestral work week was much different than yours. The Hadza of Tanzania, for example, you know, hunter-gatherer tribe who's still kind of following their format from, you know, hundreds if not thousands of years ago. The Hadza of Tanzania work, quote, work about 14 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the time is spent in leisure. And experts analyzing other hunter-gatherer cultures find it's about the same thing, right? In that 14-hour range, right? And so in our world today, (laughs) if you're working only 40 hours, you're a little softy. (laughs) You know, you're you're Mr. Softy Ice Cream Cone or Miss Softy Ice Cream Cone. You know, Uh you're not killing it. You're not crushing it. You're not doing all that you can do. I sleep when I'm dead. And then we've got this paradigm where you know so many people are struggling and really beating themselves down they're mm-hmm. not finding that they're being productive and getting stuff done because they've mistaken doing work for being effective mm-hmm. right and being effective happens when you start to understand and appreciate the body's laws of leisure and recovery so our ancestors had peaks and valleys of stress okay <laughs> they had peaks and valleys of stress today we've got peak 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 <laughs> peak peak crash <laughs> right Right. Yes. And a lot of people just can't even handle the stress. Right. (laughs) Just some little thing happens and the whole it's like, you know, pulling a string out your T-shirt and you just think it's going to be an easy one. Uh I'll snatch that out. There it goes. And then you just pull it and and it yanks your sleeve, makes it little. Mm -hmm. Right. And you just keep pulling and the whole thing starts to unravel. (laughs) Right. It's like the 11 year old daughter of mine that's entering puberty oh we say good morning why (laughs) what's so great about it (laughs) so it doesn't take much so it's it's just understanding our ancestors had peaks and valleys of stress where we don't really have that and we're not actively utilizing the way that we're Mm -hmm. wired up because we're wired up to have peaks and valleys of stress stress is good for you you know but it's in the right dose and it's also being able to have those times of little to no stress Mm -hmm. so Here's some information on how stressors are different from our ancestors, but the stress response is the same. Okay, so a lot of people today would even say, like, we're in the most stressed Mm -hmm. society ever. Uh, You don't have to procure your food, you know, like you literally just drove past today, like five places you can get something to eat. Easily. You know, and just pull out some pocket change. Right. Right. Whereas our ancestors had to revolve their life around where can they hunt and gather, Mm -hmm. you know, like. Each day is going to be 
a task, you know, and you, you're dependent on also uh, basing your life on the weather conditions, mm-hmm. you know, where you're going to set up your community, your tribe. Mm-hmm. Also the fear of rival nations, yeah. you know, like some of these new shows that are coming out that we're all really intrigued with, like Vikings, for example, mm-hmm. you got a big difference in your psychology. <laughs> like you don't have Vikings that can just roll up on your shore <laughs> at any time and just ransack right. your village. Right. And just take everybody out. Yeah. We don't have that worry. We're Mm -hmm. very comfy, cozy in our homes for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so now we have psychological worries instead of like kind of a real threat, you know. So in even our psychological worries, we make fun of them Mm -hmm. because they're just not as strong as like this very kind of violent history that we have, you know, Mm -hmm. like the movie The Interview. Right? Yeah. Did you see that? I didn't. So I I reluctantly saw it, but it was actually pretty funny. Um, (laughs) But they're talking about this dictator Mm -hmm. and they just basically made fun of the whole situation. You know, there's kind of some different fallout from it, but it's because, you know, we're really not in fear like this. Yeah. We don't have that same stress, you know? And by the way, so (laughs) people out there who've seen the movie, they hate us because they ain't us. (laughs) They hate us because they they ain't us. us. But anyway, so shout out to James Franco and (laughs) the interview. So the fear of rival nations, you know, we really don't have that like on a global scale now. You know, it's it is isolated in certain pockets of the planet for sure. But I truly feel and am very hopeful. You know, I don't like to use the word hope lightly that those things are going to be transitioned out and we're going to evolve to a much more higher state of understanding and love and communication, you know, but. Overall, there's a lot less fear on the planet of, you know, I'm going to sleep tonight and I don't know if I'm going to be able to wake up tomorrow. You know, so again, the stressors are different. We don't have that kind of stress. Right. But because we're still wired up the same way, Mm -hmm. our stress response is the same. And we've got so much more certainty in our lives. We have this ability for our brains to just go hog wild. Mm -hmm. I've never said hog wild before. That's fine. But just to open up and to think about problems. Yeah. Right. And this is where anxiety really births mm-hmm. itself is what that if? thinking about all the different potential issues because oftentimes mm-hmm. we really don't have that many strong issues in our sure. life so we start to think about all the negative things that can happen mm-hmm. or you we know? start thinking about all the negative things that have happened anxiety yeah. and regret and that's are close depression. friends that's yeah. depression and so you know we did a past episode talking about that in particular which we'll put in the show notes uh, right. some natural treatments and underlying causes of depression that was wonderful and Super valuable stuff to understand, but the anxiety is another story, Mm -hmm. you know, but we choose in our society oftentimes to just medicate instead of getting to the underlying cause. And again, understanding it's a great gift for you to be able to think outside of the context and content of your life right now. And we have so much ability to change, you know, but because we're wired up to look for problems, like this is the way we're wired up, you know, our amygdala. So we've basically got three different Mm types, three different brains that have evolved on top of each other. The amygdala, which is more the quote reptilian brain, only concerned about survival, right? Really? Maybe a little bit of sex, but survival is like the (laughs) main thing, which also survival is species. And then the limbic brain, which is more the emotional brain, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we have the more evolved prefrontal cortex, which is the most evolved brain on the planet, which we're walking around with. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but your amygdala can hijack your system, right? And we've that. all had that experience mm-hmm. of where we're just kind of just irate, just mm-hmm. kind of going crazy, mm-hmm. stressed out, quote, losing it. Yeah. You know, and we all have those experiences, but hopefully by understanding the way that our brains are wired up, we can have a little bit less of the crazy pants. All right. So stressors are different. The stress response is the same. And in our world today, it's really, and some people hearing this are going to be like, you know, I'm not that stressed. My job isn't that stressful, but it's your overall stress load, which we've talked about. 
So if you want to picture a cartoon human brain, I don't want to say a real one. So a human head. Mm -hmm. And then the right above the eyebrows, it's cut in half and it's opened up, right? And now we've got all these different things coming into the mind. Okay. So if you could just picture that without it being gross, right. it's a cartoon version. Right. Well, it okay? depends on what network. And so all these different, <laughs> right, all these different things are coming into your brain and your nervous system. And so your overall stress load includes work stress, mm-hmm. relationship stress, financial stress, emotional stress, spiritual stress. And so for people hearing that, it might be uh, something along the lines of, you know, not feeling like. You matter, Mm -hmm. not feeling like you're on your purpose, that you have, Mm -hmm. that you're tapping into your potential. You know, those things are kind of more spiritual Mm -hmm. uh, conflicts. Diet stress, obviously, you know, what you eat can hurt you. And exercise stress, you know, exercise is a great thing, but it's a hormetic stressor. So add it on top of, so a lot of people that are already tipped in the wrong way with stress and they're killing themselves working out and wondering why their body isn't changing or Mm -hmm. also wondering why they're battling some type of illness, you know, stress-related illness. And so we have to understand this. It's your overall stress load because this is all hitting your HPA axis. So this is your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, right? It's kind of in charge of your stress hormone secretion. All right, so just a couple little quick things about the fight or flight response. So this affects your skin. It affects your heart. Heart beats faster and harder, obviously. Your bowels, Mm -hmm. so food movement starts to slow down because basically the energy and the circulation and blood flow starts to move out to your outer extremities because even though you're stressed out maybe about a bill or something that you need to do today, your body still is going fight or flight. So it's like arms and legs get the blood flow because you got to run, fight or flee, okay? Uh, The blood vessels start to constrict, your muscles become tenser and all these things like we know this, but this fight or flight response is happening just due to stress in our daily lives. So on that note, let's talk about some simple tips to de-stress. And this wonderful quote, this is from uh, Sidney J. Harris. It says, the time to relax is when you don't have time for it. (laughs) All right, some simple tips to de-stress. I love that. Tip number one is to take periodic breaks to unplug. Super simple. There's Captain Obvious right there, but (laughs) this goes back to the chunking. And maybe the Pomodoro method or my method. And just taking a few minutes just to unplug from your workday. And according to the research, and this is fascinating stuff, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how long your break is. It's only the fact that you took a break. Mm -hmm. You know, so it could be two minutes. If you take 10 two-minute breaks during the day versus like you take one hour break, you get much more benefit by breaking from that kind of just Mm -hmm. monotony and just Mm -hmm. your brain doing the same thing over and over again. So... Take periodic breaks throughout the day. Uh, if you want to stack the conditions in your favor, do it in nature. Get mm-hmm. outside and kind of reset. Even uh, number two, to de-stress and utilize this uh, practice to improve your productivity is to change your physical state. And there's wonderful information we've talked about on past episodes and the episode in particular talking about boosting testosterone, mm-hmm. changing your physical state via Amy Cuddy and Incredible research. She also did a TED Talk on this very subject. And we'll put a link to that episode on strategies to boost testosterone. So changing your physical state and doing what's called a power pose. It's proven to increase your testosterone by 25%. Just two minutes doing a power pose. Mm -hmm. Increase your testosterone 25% and decreases cortisol 20%. Strike a pose. Simply by doing a power pose. Mm -hmm. Like Superman or Wonder Woman. Like the model health show cover. 
with your hands at your <laughs> hips, right, right? Or, you know, kind of sit back and just being like the alpha person in the room, laying mm-hmm. back in your chair, you know, arms wide open, legs open, unless you got a dress on or Sharon Stone it. I was you know? just <laughs> but, you know, just opening yourself up and being big, being broad. That's what the oh, alpha does mm-hmm. in kind of the animal kingdom, just mm-hmm. making yourself nice and tall and feeling powerful. And you can literally change your hormones mm-hmm. just by doing that. Employ the chunking strategy. Yep. You know, that's a powerful way to de-stress. And also, lastly, is to reassociate yourself with stress. And there was another tremendous amount of research from Kelly McGonigal. And she also did a great TED Talk on this as well. And I did an article and incorporated this. And talking about it's not so much the stress. It's your perception of the stress yes. that causes the problem. So that's people it. that feel like I'm so stressed, mm-hmm. the stress is really taking me down. I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm. It's proven that they're the ones with actually that are having the depressed immune system, hormone problems, things of that nature. The people who see stress is like, this is making me stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, that simple shift in your perception right. actually don't show the same negative symptoms. As a matter of fact, they improve. How about that? Okay. Powerful mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So next up here is we want to change your mental association with quote work. And this is from the book Ancestral Landscapes and Human Evolution. Mm -hmm. And it states that in our culture today, we commonly think of, quote, work and, quote, play as opposites. Okay, in our culture today, we commonly think of work and play as opposites. One is what we have to do. The other is what we want to do. By all accounts, hunter gatherers don't make this distinction. Many hunter gatherer groups don't even have a word for work. Mm -hmm. Okay, as it relates to toil an arduous act that one must do. So again, I'm going to say that again. Many hunter-gatherer groups don't even have a word for work as it relates to toil, an arduous act that one must do, except in talking about what non-hunter-gatherers do, (laughs) a.k.a. you. So they don't even have a word for that. So what we want to do is have these great tips to create more what I call work play. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you want to find more ways to make your work look and feel more like play. And here's some strategies and just really fascinating stuff that I found in research. So number one, and there was is just really interesting when I saw the study, is to go green. People with plants in their offices are happier than those with no plants in sight. All right. Another thing is to jot down daily wins. Okay, there was a Harvard study found that Daily journaling about small successes enhance creativity and motivation. Okay. So just during your work day, just jotting down daily wins or things that you've accomplished. So another tip to create more work play in your daily life is to gamify your work day. There's a lot of information out there about gamification for tasks involving corporations and businesses. So this can be like completing certain things. You get a certain amount of points or badges or things like that. So a little bit of a reward system. And it's another thing that a human brain is wired up to go after is rewards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so gamify your workday. Another one is to use music and or dance breaks. I love that. Okay, these things are again hardwired into the human unit, the human anatomy to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Dancing is one of those things that you increase your amount of endorphins and enkephalines and reduce stress hormones and also music music is soundtrack of our lives so just utilizing that as well another thing is to generate positive energy so you be the light in the place that's right you know oftentimes because we are we talked about this multiple times we're not going to get too deep into it but we are definitely influenced 
physiologically and psychologically by the environment and the people that we're around. You know, there's plenty of data to back this up and talking about the electromagnetic fields that are the human body emanates. So you be proactively the person who's bringing the light to the situation and not just like, here I go again. Mm -hmm. I'm in this situation. I can't stand these people. Bring the light, bring the the joy and the happiness to it. You be it. All right. So that's another one is a change of scenery for meetings, lunch, et cetera. You know, like just suggest you guys go to the park for the meeting or for lunch, you know, so get outside, change the scenery. That's another thing you can do. And just create a more lively environment, period. You know, set your office up or your desk up in a way that makes you generally more happy. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's something you have well within your power. Okay. So really quickly, and because we've done so much in past episodes oh, about this, I'm going to talk about the fact that there's no single activity that will affect your productivity more than improving the quality of your sleep. Yes, sir. So why does sleep matter so much? Memory processing. So this is when your brain converts your short-term memories to long-term memories. Kind of important. So all the stuff you're learning right now becomes a part of you yes. by when you get that high-quality sleep. Uh, it also keeps your brain fueled, the physical and mental recovery, period. And it keeps your hormones in balance. So what happens when you are sleep-deprived? And I put up a picture of Incredible Hawk right before he changes. He's like, they're like, so how can you just turn it on being Incredible Hawk? He's like... My secret is I'm always angry. Right, right. That Just was a little. Good. I'm always a little angry. <laughs> so in this one, it says, that's my secret. I'm always sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that's funny. So there's less circulation to the prefrontal cortex. So that's yeah. a more human evolved part of your brain that's responsible for your willpower, your decision making, you know, distinguishing between right and wrong. That part of your brain starts to basically shut off. Mm-hmm. And I actually shared some slides of um, brain scans from UC Berkeley showing the uh, depression of activity in those parts of your brain and the increase in activity in your amygdala oh, wow. just by sleep, being sleep deprived just for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Less efficiency and more errors. So there was a physician study that found that they had physicians to complete a task and then sleep deprived them for just 24 hours had them complete the same task. 20% more errors. They made 20% more mistakes doing the same exact thing and it took them 14% longer. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. So and this was just from sleep. Mm-hmm. So, again, this leans to there's a difference between being productive, yeah. you know, actually being effective and just doing work. Sure. And that was one of the biggest lessons you taught me last year. And also <laughs> depressed hormone function. So that's mm-hmm. another thing that's going to happen when you're sleep deprived. So we've done so many shows and by the way if you don't have a copy of sleep smarter yet yes what are you doing you're you know, sleep smarter deprived head over to sleepsmarterbook.com <laughs> sleepsmarterbook.com mm-hmm. get your copy on kindle or you can get the tangible book itself which i'm a fan of these tangible books because you don't have to be on your device all the time yeah. and really just kind of supercharge and get that real health insurance for your sleep your sleep quality there's 21 true, different strategies in there true health insurance so and I just kind of went through some of those uh, sleep tips with everybody at the event and so we're on our last rule and this is talking about the nutrition so rule Absolutely. number three is to fuel yourself for maximum performance yes alright here's the big takeaway for you today predators gorge and fast prey grazes okay predators gorge and fast Prey grazes. Eat like a predator. Okay. Don't walk around being a victim basically to a constant need to eat food. All right. And you're just grazing. This is not how the human digestive tract is even wired up. We don't have four stomachs. (laughs) You know, it's just like we're wired up to feast 
and fast. And we talked about this with our buddy Abel James recently when he was on the show. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. This leans to the most important meal of the day, breakfast, right? Yes. So I put a question mark behind that. Most important meal of the day? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> it's easier to see on a slide. Right. So which we will get. Early hunter gatherers didn't have a concept of breakfast. All right. Farming changed everything. This is when we went from the having one specific job to do and execute to long days of farming. And he's like, you better eat a big breakfast because you're going to utilize all that and much, much more trying to do all this arduous kind of work. So the work was much less cerebral work and much more automated work, right? And today we're now knowledge workers. We're much less even manual labor workers. We've evolved out of that now, Mm -hmm. transitioned out of that to we're knowledge workers. So you want to be more cerebral and doing the wrong thing at breakfast can cause a big problem. There's a Danish study from 2005 that determined this lifestyle of eating food throughout the entire day collides with our genome, which was most likely selected at the late Paleolithic era by criteria that favored survival in an environment characterized by fluctuations between periods of feast and famine. The theory of thrifty genes states that these fluctuations are required for optimal metabolic function. So it's speaking to the fact that your genes... You know, your DNA is looking for optimal metabolic function, periods of feast and famine. So Mm -hmm. feasting and then also having times of not eating. So here's what will happen when you skip on the breakfast bonanza. Number one, fasting increases levels of brain derived neurotropic factor, also known as BDNF. This is a protein that interacts with parts of your brain that regulate memory, learning and higher cognitive function. Okay, powerful stuff. And by the way, so when I'm talking about fasting, I'm just talking about what's known today as an intermittent fast. So from the time you end your dinner to the time when you have your first meal. So that's where the word breakfast, mm-hmm. break fast came in. Yeah. So extending your time a little bit can help you to increase your productivity dramatically. Mm-hmm. And by the way, so this is a caveat. If you're not metabolically broken, you know, like if you don't have like hormonal issues going on where you definitely need to incorporate a little bit of breakfast. And by the way, that's going to look like more healthy fats, moderate protein, so high healthy fats, moderate protein, and lots of non-starchy green vegetables. So that would be the ideal breakfast to kind of tap in a little bit of this. So that's what fasting does, number one. And so just for example, you end your meal at 8 p.m. and then just maybe you kind of skip on breakfast, which is strategies I'm going to share in just a moment to wrap things up. But maybe you have your first thing at 11 a.m. the next mm-hmm. day. You know, and so you've got a nice chunk of fasting for your body to tap in and it does this automatically. So number one, increases levels of brain derived neurotropic factor. Number two, fasting increases neurogenesis and the density of neuronal synapses. So basically you grow more brain tissue. I'll take that. Your brain actually grows and gets better. Uh, Fasting, number three, also boosts neuronal autophagy. So this is basically the cleanup of metabolic waste from brain activity. And what's related on the other side of this, your body not being able to do that is linked to Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So your body being able to clean up that metabolic waste buildup is critical for long-term health and function of your brain and also obviously your productivity. And on a practical level, all this means is more concentration and more focus. So to wrap things up, how does fasting really increase concentration? Many experts believe that during most of the day, people are meant to be on the move hunting and gathering, if you will. The night is meant to relax, eat, and recuperate, and it's considered a natural human biorhythm. 
Okay. Scientists believe that this concentration factor is linked to a primal mechanism. And essentially, hunger provides an impetus to get more work done because evolutionarily speaking, hunger compels one to hunt and gather. So when you're not using energy to digest food, Mm -hmm. your brain is actually seeking out ways of being more efficient and effective. So that could be dedicated into your work. Love that. And so again, and I've experimented with all this, the intermittent fasting, which I'm actually recording this right now. And we're getting close to the afternoon Mm -hmm. and I haven't had a quote breakfast. Right. And I'm doing pretty good. Mm -hmm, I hope you would agree with me. Yes. Yes. You know, so (laughs) it's really just, and by the way, some of the tips, matter of fact, let me share with you guys really quickly. This is the last thing to wrap the show up today, guys. And mm-hmm. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. Here's some tips to get the most out of intermittent fasting. Uh, number one is a straight intermittent fast. This is where you simply have a shutoff time for dinner and then you pick up your breakfast at maybe around lunchtime. Okay. There's another way to do this is called micronutrient fasting. And so this is a strategy where maybe you're consuming in the morning some medicinal teas and herbs. And also I would recommend like a green superfood blend. So maybe like the Earth Grow Nutrients from Onnit, for example, mm-hmm. which is, has the blend of all the different power greens, right? So that's micronutrient fasting where you're giving your body some of the, the raw materials that it can utilize to still do different processes. Liquid fats, mm-hmm. this is super popular today with the advent of like bulletproof coffee and things mm-hmm. like that. So he was there speaking as well at the Paleo FX. So apparently a lot of people know about that. I was actually introduced to this by David Wolf, who just kind of shared the idea of blending fats into teas, which I do. That's what I actually had today. Mm-hmm. That's the intermittent fast that I did today. So I blended some coconut oil and MCT oil from on it into a yerba mate tea, mm. a couple of drops of English toffee stevia, that and also good. a couple caps of reishi mushroom went yeah, in there. Yeah. And it was delicious. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a million dollars. Sure. And then the other thing is to get the most out of intermittent fasting is water, water, water. You must hydrate through the day. This is critical because the hypothalamus in the brain is responsible for your thirst and hunger signals. And that part of your brain can get a little bit confused as far as your experience of it. So a lot of times when we think we're hungry, we're like, I'm starving. Mm-hmm. You just drink a tall glass of water. You're like, I'm good. Right. I'm you okay. Know? It's that mm-hmm. signal. We get it confused. So, and remember that you're okay. You know, if you want to employ this strategy for the purpose of being more productive, we're not even talking about the fat loss and all the different hormone stuff. We'll do that in a, in a future episode, but just from the perspective of being more productive and effective in your work, if you want to utilize the strategy, just understand that you're okay, yeah. right? Even that concept of I'm starving. Are you, <laughs> you're not are you starving. Really? Yeah. Are you really? And you know what? Even if you are, that'll kick in your go get some yes. <laughs> work done. And, and it just be it's because of the condition mm-hmm. that you've given your body of like every day I'm getting up and eating breakfast. Yeah. So the first couple of days it might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but after a few days it just kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. So just remember that you're okay. You are not actually starving. You're and supposed to go hunt and gather. Right. And eat smart Mm -hmm. the rest of the day. This is the biggest tip to make sure that your body is actually nourished and you have everything your body needs, the raw materials to keep you healthy and to rebuild you every single day. So that lunchtime meal, that afternoon meal or snack in between that and dinner, when you're chunking in your your feeding window. Right. So it might be from maybe noon to eight o'clock at night or something like that. Make sure that you're eating really great food so that your body is able and capable to do the intermittent fasting. And again, this is just depending on the person. This might be the greatest thing for you, or it might be something that you need to kind of put to the side and just focus on eating a lower carbohydrate breakfast so that your energy isn't crashing. There you go. And so that's today's show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I just want to encourage you to keep hunting. Mm -hmm. Keep hunting. Be somebody who is aggressive and assertive in your life to get out and make things happen. And utilize these strategies to help you to get there. 
And again, head over to themodelhealthshow.com forward slash productive and you can get the slides along with my productivity checklist to really help you to just knock this thing out of the park and really accomplish the things you want in your life. So nice. continue to be a hunter, continue to get things done. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening.